Welcome to the Married and Naked podcast. I'm Tammy, founder of the blog Married and Naked, life coach and speaker. And I'm Joel, TV host, motivational speaker, and the guinea pig to the lessons you're about to learn. We're high school sweethearts married over two decades, and we're on a mission to help you create the marriage you desire and deserve. Let's get naked. Hello, and welcome into the Married and Naked podcast. We're so happy to have you here with us today. Hi, Joel. Hey, hey, baby. (laughs) So So weird. So cheesy. I know. I'm sorry. Well, I'm excited to be here with you today. As today, we are going to be wrapping up Six Secrets to Breaking Down Bedroom Barriers, and we have the final secrets. Whoop, whoop. (laughs) Yes, and I think the most important secrets, five and six is what we're going to tackle today. You know what I love? I love that this is resonating with the podcast world. Uh, The last episode, um, Secrets 3 and 4, happened to be our, our highest downloaded, listened to episode we've had almost by double, which is awesome. (laughs) Which says a lot about what people are needing in their uh, marriages and what they're looking for. And um, I'm I'm excited that we're connecting with them that way, because that's been one of the biggest struggles we've struggled with is how to break down some of those bedroom barriers. And and I'm glad that people are relating and finding value in what we're offering. I will say this, if this is the first time you're hearing the Married to Naked podcast and you heard what I just said, I would recommend... Probably not starting with uh, episodes three and four or secrets three and four, but maybe starting with secret one because they are foundational building blocks. And then, of course, they'll get you to the last episode and then you get the goods, which is this episode, which I'm really curious what they are. (laughs) (laughs) Once again, Joel doesn't necessarily know what we're uh, tackling every time we get in front of the microphone. I kind of surprise him, but that's okay. We have fun doing it uh, this way. And that's kind of how he prefers it, not really knowing what's going to hit him. So. Let's go ahead and dive in uh, today and tackle tip number five, and that is to relax the mind. Oh, oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. Now, now I, I do want to just mention again that we are coming from our own perspectives, and these tips that uh, we are sharing um, are often kind of focused on how to help the couple, but also really my focus is to how to help women break down those bedroom barriers because many, many, many women come to me saying um, that they are struggling with various areas in the bedroom. So my goal here is to really help women break down those bedroom barriers. And and in essence, once you do that, you're helping the couple in general. So in these tips that we're sharing um, are kind of uh, my tips. And I think that relaxing the mind is absolutely essential, specifically for women. Yeah. I I mean, as we know in our relationship, um, it is so evident that if I I say we, but if, if, you know, if you're not in a space of clarity and calmness, it really affects our outcomes and not just our outcomes. It affects our starts. Mm -hmm. Overall, relaxing the mind, this is by far one of the most challenging things for me and really one of the most challenging things I think for women in general, at least the women that I talk to. And I know this is very gender stereotypical, so it's not going to be true for everybody, but I'm just speaking for myself and the women that I've spoken to. It may also be a challenge for some men too, but um, I find that the women I talk to struggle to relax the mind before and during sex enough to enjoy it. For women, the mind is often the most important player when it comes to enjoying sex. And I think that is 
often probably at least it was in our relationship for a long time. It's a very overlooked part of a healthy sex life. Without a doubt. I mean, you know, for a guy, I'm, again, I'm speaking for me. It's not really a problem for me. It's not really hard for me to be present. To relax. To mind. relax, to be ready, to, you know, it, it, I don't have that, you know, that struggle that I know you do. But because we are partners and we're, Together in this, if one of us is having it, we're both having it. Right. If you have a lot on your mind or you're worried or distracted, then you can forget about being able to chill and enjoy yourself. And that's for men and women. But as we're saying in our particular relationship, I struggle more with the relaxation aspect than you do. And as for women, we have a lot on our minds. The kids now, uh, you know, teaching our kids, helping with homework, working, running the house, being a good family member, a friend, a partner, the list goes on and on and on. And men have a lot of on their minds too, of course. But often we have, uh, as men and women, at least in our relationship, we have different coping strategies. And I saw a cover of a book called Men are waffles and women are spaghetti. (laughs) And now I know this is very gender stereotypical. So again, forgive us if this doesn't um, apply to you. Uh, Maybe it applies to somebody that you know, but this is very accurate in our relationship. Um, And that is that you, Joel, are (laughs) like a waffle. And what that means is if you imagine a waffle and how it has all the little pockets and it, if you think of that as your brain, how you're kind of able to kind of compartmentalize things, things can stay in their own little pocket. So sex doesn't have to overlap with work or family and family doesn't have to overlap with chill time or your basketball time doesn't have to overlap with anything. You have an easy time staying in your pocket. Would you agree you're like a waffle? (laughs) (laughs) I love waffles. Um, Yes. And it was funny when the first time you told me that, I kind of laughed. I'm like, no, I'm not. And then you described it. I'm like, yeah, 100%. Um, When you're working, like you're focused on work. Like there's not an overlap of a bunch of other things, it seems. Yeah. I mean, I feel like with most people we, in our world today, we we multitask a lot. So we're thinking about a lot of things, but it's very easy for me to be focused on one thing, mm-hmm. especially the things that I, I feel like I, I cherish the most or I want the most, you know what I mean? As a, as a driven person, I do get stuck in that lane where I'm just completely zeroed in on work and or we're in the bedroom. I'm completely zeroed in on the bedroom mm-hmm. and being there with you. So yeah, I definitely agree with that that concept. That you're a big fluffy <laughs> Belgian waffle. <laughs> with sweets and everything on it, yes. Yeah. And I, on the other hand, am like my very favorite food, <laughs> spaghetti. And uh, really, when you imagine spaghetti, it's just all intertwined and um, overlapping and essentially kind of messy. And I agree that that is absolutely my brain is spaghetti. So it makes it incredibly difficult for me. And and maybe you can relate to to relax because I uh, think about 
the laundry list of to-do items, including laundry, that are on my list. And it's very hard for me to push those things aside. Everything is overlapping. Family time, work time. If I'm sitting down to work, I'm thinking about the kids and what I have to do for them or what's what's going on for dinner or what, you know, everything is just a, a mess of overlap. And um, it makes it very difficult when you get down to a space where you need to or I need to relax to shut all of those things off so that I can focus on being present and being in the moment of where I am, no matter where that is, whether that's in the bedroom or if that's with family time or whatever that may be. So since my brain is spaghetti, and maybe your brain is spaghetti too, <laughs> what I found is it, it in order to get really relaxed and to be able to enjoy yourself in the bedroom to get ready Um, for some sexy time, it comes down to being extremely intentional about that time. It's about being proactive to figure out some strategies that help you relax. So for me, it often would look like making sure the kids are taken care of, making sure the door is locked, lighting some candles, playing some soft music. We have several playlists, you know, that I I enjoy a lot. Um, Meditating for a few minutes before will really help um, you become very present. Maybe watching something sexy will help you get in the right mindset and clear out um, all the extra spaghetti. <laughs> that sounds really weird. Okay, this is getting weird. This is becoming a food <laughs> podcast. Really um, maybe reading uh, bits of a sexy book, either on your own or together. Um, what I, I do find for me practicing some really deep breathing um, helps me get very present and relaxed, maybe taking a relaxing bath. So really what it comes down to is being intentional about that relaxation, understanding that part of yourself. And it's not something we have to judge ourselves for or be frustrated about. It's just a part of who we are. You know, if your brain's like me and it, it's kind of all over the place and you struggle to focus, that's okay. That's just a part of who you are. And, and it takes some intention to get yourself to a place of relaxation. But it is important to understand that if we're going to break down those bedroom barriers, this is one of the essential steps in order to do that. If the two of you have no problem being present in the bedroom, then obviously this step wouldn't really be as, you know, as beneficial for you. But if just one of you has that spaghetti mind, then this is like, you can't overlook this. So as a partner of somebody who has a hard time, you know, where everything kind of overlaps and gets messy, what are some of your strategies or ways that you help to prioritize that or help me be intentional in that place? I will say this. That's a great question. And I'm going to answer that. But I will say this. It took it, it took some understanding. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, this is not an easy thing to say and then do, and then, oh, everybody's great and wonderful. It took us a long time. And I'm going to speak for me. It took me a long time to, you know, not be resentful mm-hmm. towards, oh my gosh, she's not comfortable because it's too warm. She's thinking about the kids. There's noise somewhere else. She needs the music on. It's too loud. It's too soft. It's too cold. There's a draft. You know, there's all these things that make you uncomfortable or take your mind away from us being together. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you know that 
sometimes that became like, you know, okay, good. I'm doing this and I'm doing that. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, when does this list ever end? Mm -hmm. And really it's, if, if the goal is to, you know, break down the bedroom barriers, then that's the goal. And I, I can't, I've learned that I can't just, okay, I, I've checked off this, 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 and this, and that's it. No, it's to break down the bedroom barrier. And if that is a barrier for you, then I've got to continue to check those things off that allow you to be comfortable. So for me, I'm aware that you have this, honestly, this list of things that are going to allow you to feel more comfortable. And I just need to be okay with working towards making you feel more comfortable if in fact, I want you to be present or we, you know, our desires to be present together in the bedroom. So that, I mean, the first thing is I have to accept it. I think that's probably, you know, goes back to. <laughs> well, I think that's a very important point And one we will talk about often and have talked about often um, that idea of understanding each other without judgment, because for so long, you know, you were feeling some judgment towards me because of all the, checklist of things I have to go through. I'm feeling judgment towards myself because I'm feeling bad. Why am I like this? Why can't I just chill out? Why does my mind have to do this? And really, it just comes down to understanding that we're very different and and everybody's different and we're all going to process through things differently. And once we, you can get to a place where you're not judging each other for those differences, we're accepting them and you're helping each other work through those challenges that you face because of those differences, then you know your sex life's going to change drastically your life in general your marriage will change drastically so i think that is a very important point yeah and i think the the other thing for me is to just try to make it as as comfortable for you as possible so i mean that that goes without saying right like i'm going to make sure the temperature is correct for you i'm going to make sure that uh like you said, the door's locked if the kids are not you know what i mean it, that we're away or i'm not going to try to have you know be in a try to put you in a position where I know you're going to be uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to avoid, you know, those, those, you know, I'm, again, I'm going to, this is our situation. I know everyone's situation is different, but you know, in our house, I, I know that there's a time period where you feel the most comfortable, um, with the kids bedtime, with, mm -hmm. with their schedule as giving you the ability to relax the most. So, my job is to not put you in those zones outside of your comfort zone. I think that was a repeat. But. So you've become more proactive as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. Mm -hmm. You know, I know you like candles, so I light a candle. I know the music can't be so <laughs> loud enough. Uh, depending on the time of year, I know if there's a fan up above, it's going to irritate you. Wow. <laughs> I am super high maintenance. I, I mean, come on. We both have everyone has their list of things. So mm -hmm. this is yours and I've got my own that, you know, uh, uh, of something else. So, but because you help me procrastinate, not procrastinate, <laughs> <laughs> no, procrastinate. because you help me in being proactive. Um, that I feel like that list has gotten a lot shorter. Oh, um, yeah, like yeah. it's not so much of, um, uh, a place of conflict for us anymore. Um, it's just, kind of a routine of things that we go through and, and it's just made everything so much better. Yeah. I, that's a good, good point. I mean, again, as I said earlier, 
this isn't something you just figure out right away. Right. Um, this took us a long time. And once I've accepted and once I've got, yeah, it's, it's a routine that's really not a difficult routine. And it's easy for, for me to recognize when you're not relaxed mm-hmm. and okay, what do we do? Do I do we take a step back? Do we, you know, how do we get to where you are? And easier for me to recognize when I'm not relaxed yeah. too, for, yeah. for me to point that out. So yeah, we've, we've done a lot of work in the area of communication. So um, understand that a woman's thoughts and environment are often the determining factor for arousal. Take care of the mind and it becomes much easier to find the spark. So that is tip number five. And let's wrap it up with tip number six, which is letting go of outcomes. Yeah, that is, wow. That's um, as a, as a guy, as, as your husband, that was a huge, huge one to overcome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you know it. <laughs> I'll let everybody paint their own pictures of outcomes, but I mean, I want to please you. I want to make you happy, and how I'm happy and how you're happy don't necessarily, or how you're pleased and how I'm pleased doesn't necessarily mean that they're the exact same thing. Right. And it may sound completely counterintuitive to sex, but just hear it out. For me, sometimes at the very mention of it, I start to feel pressured and a lot of different feelings come up. I feel pressure that I don't have the same desire level maybe as you do. I fear having another argument about sex because we've had arguments about it in the past. So I, I start to feel tense about that. For many women, uh, reaching orgasm doesn't come easy. And just the mere mention of sex, they can start to feel tremendous amount of anxiety regarding their struggles to reach orgasm. And of course, the more pressured and stressed someone feels, the less likely you'll be able to enjoy yourself at all. Remember, stress is one of the number one deterrents of arousal. So if you are feeling stressed about anything, and in here we're talking about an outcome, specifically meaning an outcome of orgasm. If you're feeling like there has to be a certain look or feel or outcome to sex, that's going to put pressure and stress on the situation and make it much harder to reach arousal, specifically for women. You know, it's funny. I'm not surprised you have this as number six because I know you're doing a ton of research and work on this pressure point and outcomes, mm-hmm. um, as for future podcasts. <laughs> right. And it's interesting because as, as we're, as you're working through this and, and I'm, you know, you're bringing me, obviously bringing me along and I'm, I'm your guinea pig on <laughs> everything that we're going through. So it's, um, it, it, it's funny because I'm learning so much about the pressure that I, as your partner apply mm-hmm. and the, expectation of what your outcome and I think should be Mm -hmm. and how that just that is a layer of pressure on top of a layer of pressure of everything, you know, your desire level, when, um, how many times a week, a month. And so you have all these layers of, of, of pressure and then the outcome, you know, like, Hey, you know, if we do this, that means we both orgasm. And, uh, well, okay. Maybe, maybe not. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's so fascinating to take a step back and like, Oh my gosh, this is, yeah, I, I can see how this could, well, I mean, I know how this is destructive in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. 
talk about a barrier. This, this is like, this is the one of those ones that it's so subconscious that when it's going on, you almost don't even know it's going on. I think for me as a guy um, and my relationship with you, being detached to outcomes or not having my outcome be your outcome mm-hmm. is such a big thing. It's it's so big. It's such a um, like a aha. It really is like a aha thing. Like okay, you you still want to be with me. You're still with me. You still enjoy it. And just because you didn't experience what I got to experience, it doesn't necessarily mean that it wasn't great sex. Mm-hmm. I'm the one putting that label on it, not you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very, very good, good points. And I think maybe something that a lot of couples don't think about, um, all those layers of stress, all the differences that people feel, all you know, the high percentage of women that have a hard time orgasming. So does that mean that they don't enjoy sex or are not having good sex? No, not at all. It just means that their experience is different than a man who typically orgasms all the time, you know, and it's it's that that is their typical ending. So, you know, again, it's a difference between people, a difference between uh, men and women or a difference between you and I. And in recognizing this is one of the things um, that we needed to work on, we decided a long time ago that we were going to really work on letting go of the idea of there needing to be any particular outcome, that it doesn't need to look any certain way. And the reality is, for me, at least, the most important part is to feel connected and to recognize that you have a choice. There's a choice there. You get to choose and vocalize what you want each individual experience to be. And sometimes you may want to work it you know, taking the time to work at reaching climax or orgasm. And other times you may just be satisfied pleasing your partner. And there are no particular rules on what on what that has to look like. As long as the two of you are connecting and you're both feeling satisfied, that's definitely a key ingredient there. There needs to be satisfaction on both ends. Um, then don't feel pressured to have it begin or end in any particular way. Now, you know, when I'm saying this right now, I'm thinking of outcomes, but also it doesn't need to start any particular way. Also, sometimes we get really into these ideas of what it's supposed to look like. And um, if it doesn't, we feel like something's wrong, but it doesn't need to start any particular way either. There can be a ton of flexibility in what that can look like. So maybe loosening up the ideas of what we believe sex is supposed to look like, you know, letting go of expectations and outcomes and, and really just working on being in the moment. Yeah, for sure. I, I, you know, I referenced many times, I'm like, well, we, this is not what we see on TV and the movie and what you've read in your book, or you see in a magazine or the cover of a magazine, you know what I mean? With all the tips they give on the covers that it's supposed to be easy and spontaneous and you know, fireworks and romance and there's music and the camera's circling you as you dance slowly and bah, you know, where it can literally just be a look and a feeling that can lead to something. Or it can just be a suggestion and let's just give it a try, <laughs> you know, like it doesn't have to be anything specific and, and um, we've learned that a lot and being just incorporating a lot of flexibility into our sex life. And in order and doing that, it, it really becomes a lot more enjoyable, a lot less pressured. 
and it gives us an opportunity to, you know, play around and experiment and, you know, try new things and not be so boxed into what we believe each other should be experiencing or what we ourselves should be experiencing and really just focusing on enjoyment. Because sometimes we get, especially, you know, just as a society, we get so focused on an outcome that we forget to enjoy the process and of just being together. And really, that's the point. If you're so focused on getting to the outcome, if you're so focused on orgasm, you're forgetting and missing out on so much opportunity to connect. So just, of course, we all like orgasms. They're fantastic. If you're, you know, able to have them, it's, it's, a, it's a blessing. And we can talk about in the future, if you're, you're not able to or you struggle to, we could talk about some of strategies we can um, suggest working on. But uh, that's not, the, I'm not saying don't have them. I'm not saying right. don't make that a goal. What I'm saying is don't get so focused on it that you forget to enjoy each other and that you forget that maybe your partner doesn't want the same thing as you or doesn't enjoy the same thing as you. And that's absolutely okay. Relax and let go of outcomes and instead focus on connecting with each other. And you might be just surprised at how easily focusing on that instead can lead to a happy ending anyways. (laughs) Uh, Uh, Speaking of a happy ending. Happy uh, endings. So we reached the end. We reached the end of the six tips to breaking down bedroom barriers. I'm so happy you were here with us. I hope you found a ton of value in these tips. And, you know, these are truly honest to goodness tips that you and I have worked through. We continue to work through. We know there's there's never a destination. It's always a journey that we're trying to improve and work on. We're by no means perfect in this um, area at all. It is a has been a sense, a source of conflict for us. We, we continue to, you know, find ourselves in highs and lows in this area. So don't think we're, we've got it all figured out. But what we do know is when we do practice these particular strategies, when we can get good at practicing these, it really does change everything for us. Hey, if you want to drop us a line or tell us what your thoughts are about these six tips, or maybe something you learned from them, or if you have a suggestion for a future podcast, please email us at married in the letter n naked at gmail.com that's it and i'll put that in the show notes as well and guess what i am about to be a certified sexuality coach i am wrapping up my sexuality coach certification i didn't think you were gonna say it of course i'm gonna say it's a huge celebration so i am literally in the last stages of it so uh, once I have that in hand, I will be offering some sexuality coaching and we will be putting together a whole new slew of courses. And I'm super excited to offer and share with you everything I've learned because it's just been phenomenal. I know the things we have, the problems we have, the issues we have. And there's people out there that are listening and they're going through so many other different things that that you've now become an expert in, which blows me away. Yeah, I have some awesome training now. So I'm, I'm super excited to share training and mixed with my own experiences and offer a whole new slew of things um, in the coming months. So just wanted to share that with you. So anyways, thank you for supporting the Married and Naked podcast. We will be with you, back with you soon with a whole new topic. Take care, guys. Bye.